we're trying to create people who are a force to be reckoned with, who don't, who don't just know what they believe, but they know why they believe it. And they can defend it articulately, passionately, and without backing down. Not being a jerk, but certainly um, not letting down. Their, their truth and their core political belief is their religion. And they are so adamant and passionate and emotional about it because that is their God with a little G. God really pressed on his heart. You need to go back to the girl that you had that abortion with and you need to apologize to her. And you need to apologize to her face to face. Uh, fetus phobic is someone who is afraid of the natural consequences of heterosexual sex and is terrified of, of, of a pre-born child of a little baby. And I like to say that Roe v. Wade is the story or the court case everyone has heard of, but nobody knows anything about. Governor Walker, thanks for being here. Very great to be with you. I should say it's a pleasure for me to be here. I think Rush is doing that too. And he is he's basically saying, look, I may be dying, but I'm not dead. Dr. Alveda King to Feed Ace podcast. Dr. King, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jerry, and hello, everyone. But they have an objective. The objective is more tax money, more control, and a promotion of a political ideology. It's a pro-socialist, secular worldview. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Feed Ace podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host, and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. Hey, um, there's a lot in education that, uh, that, that is concerning these days, right? There's, you know, you can't trust your school boards. They're pushing ideology that we don't like. And what's really important for us, especially if you are Catholic, is to have Catholic, good Catholic curriculum uh, for your kids in your school or if you homeschool to be taught. And so um, this is really important. There are a lot of great organizations out there that offer some great alternatives to what is currently in use. And um, my guest today is Susan Ciancio. Um, Susan is um, the daughter of a former guest of mine. Uh, Colonel Lochner was on my program um, a few months back and at her recommendation, at Susan, at your recommendation. And um, he was a great, uh, great conversation, a great man. It was, it was. Yes. And, and he has a great story. And so uh, Susan and I kind of got to talking. And uh, one of the things that uh, Susan does is she is a writer and she's an editor and she works for a lot of different um, organizations doing a lot of writing and editing for them. And um, I wanted to just talk to her about some of the organizations she's involved in, because I think they're really great. And I think uh, many of my listeners would be interested. So uh, Susan, welcome to Fides podcast. Thank you for having me, Jerry. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, so so let's talk about um, the, the first group that you're involved in, and it is um, a group called Culture of Life Studies Program. I'm actually, for those watching on the uh, on video, I'm actually going to share my screen and show the website um, as Susan talks about um, the organization and what they do. Okay, great. Yeah, the, the Culture of Life Studies program is actually a program run by American Life League, and it's an education program for pre-K to um, grade 12. And we have a, a lot of different lessons that teach about the sanctity of life and the importance of taking care of others. So, uh, like I said, we start in pre-K. We have lessons, you know, of course, we don't mention anything like abortion or euthanasia for kids that young. Mm -hmm. We 
the sanctity of life. And we talk about the importance of praying for preborn babies. And we have lessons that show, you know, pregnant women. And we talk about the growing baby in her belly. And as the kids get older, then we start talking about more serious subjects. So it's not until about the fifth grade that we actually do mention abortion and euthanasia and things like that. And we do have a great lesson on the preborn baby for middle schoolers and even high schoolers can use it. We have a lesson on the sanctity of marriage for middle and high schoolers. Uh, We even have a lesson on Margaret Sanger so that kids can understand who she is and how Planned Parenthood was founded. And we have a lot of saints lessons. Those are great too. Um, Lots of people really love the saints lessons. So we have lots of those for different age groups so that Kids can get to know the saints, make friends with the saints. Uh, Even Mary and Joseph, we have lessons on. And pro-life apparel, you can see there. Yeah, this is really great. I'm showing the website for for those that are just listening to this episode. You might want to then check out the uh, video if you want to see the website yourself, or certainly you can go to Culture of Life Studies um, is it cultureoflifestudies.com? Is that the website? Yes. Yeah. And it's really great. It's very interactive. It's really good. And um, so these types of programs are what, what schools can, can essentially purchase the program for their particular school. So any school can do this. Any school can do this. And we have the whole diocese of Wilmington, Delaware uses them. Uh, we have a lot of homeschoolers who use them. We have some Uh, wonderful teachers who love our program and they just implement them into their curriculum and, you know, as they've gotten permission from their um, principals and things like that. So um, they, they just pick and choose the lessons that they want that fit with their existing curriculum. And that's really what we've written these lessons for to fit in with what teachers are doing, because we know teachers have so much on their plates and so much to teach. And we don't want to add, you know, a whole big extra thing that they have to do and and worry about. So that's why we've got the whole lesson written out for them. All they have to do is, is read it, interact with their students and, and follow along with our directions. And in a lot of them, we have activities for kids, puzzles, games, things like that. And lots of fun activities for groups. If maybe you're doing it in a youth group or if you're doing it, you know, we've had some homeschoolers who have done these together with other families. So, you know, we try to integrate a lot of fun things to do, but we really want to build that foundation so that students and children know that they've got to respect life from the very beginning. Yeah, I think that that's really fantastic that um, that you do that, and I think what's great is that is that it's all set set up and done for the teachers, right? So they don't have to go and make the curriculum or do anything uh, special or different or unique. Uh, they right. could they they have everything set up, and I think that obviously that makes it easier for them. And um, I I love the idea of of ingraining the issue of life, the importance and value of life in everything. Uh, and all those, you know, in a sense, make that a part of the overall education, because uh, unfortunately, we've gotten away from that at all levels. Uh, so this is a really great program. So, um, and, and so, so even a teacher, if you're a religious religion teacher at a school, even if your school doesn't specifically adopt this, you can come to this, come here and, and get a curriculum for yourself, right? 
You can because they're individual lessons. So it's not a whole curriculum. It's, it's lessons that you can fit into your existing curriculum. And we even have um, free movie and book and movie discussion guides. So you can just download those. And a lot of them are the popular, you know, kids movies that people watch. And we've gone through them and we found the pro-life aspects. And so we have just short discussion guides. So after, you know, as a family, you know, you read this book or you, you watch this movie, you can talk about the pro-life aspects of it. Yeah, that's excellent. It, this is really great. So I would definitely recommend everybody, you know, if you're in the market for something like this, if you're a teacher, you're a homeschooler, or you aren't satisfied with the, uh, the religious education of your children at your school to bring this to the school, and it might be an option for them uh, to utilize this. So uh, cultureoflifestudies.com, uh, please check them out. Again, if you're listening, you can go to the video podcast and you can see the actual website that I'm showing um, on the video. So this is really cool. This is really great stuff. Uh, so as I said, you're, you're a writer and an editor. You do lots of, actually lots of things. And I, I'm going to one by one go through the list. So, so we just hit the first one. So you're involved in the culture of life studies uh, organization, uh, but you're also, you, you write and edit for Celebrate Life magazine, correct? Yes. And Celebrate Life magazine is also run by American Life League. Okay. So tell me about, about both of those groups and organizations and, and all about it. Okay. Well, American Life League is a pro-life organization founded by Judy Brown and uh, in, in the late 70s. And we try to teach people to respect life from creation until death. So it's not just uh, a pro-life organization that focuses on abortion. We focus on the sanctity of life in all stages for people who are disabled, for people who have you know, different illnesses, uh, for people who have diagnoses like Down syndrome or multiple sclerosis or who may be nearing the end of life, elderly people. So we try to teach the respect for life for everybody. Yeah, that's great. And I, I love that aspect of it uh, because, you know, the, the life issue, as I've talked about and many others, and you just mentioned here is, is more than just the abortion issue. You know, there are so many areas between, you know, birth and between death and there's, you know, all sorts of other, other things um, as well. So I'm going to actually also uh, share my screen here and take a look at, um, at the website here, Celebrate Life magazine. And so you do, you do um, writing and editing for this because there's a lot of really great, great articles on here. I was going through them and I became a little bit overwhelmed only because, you know, I was trying to read as much as I could in a short period of time, but um, there's, there's really great stuff on here. So th that's what you do. You, you do writing and editing. I'm the editor now, yes, and I, I do write some articles. Uh, our summer issue just came out, and uh, I don't know if you listen to uh, Catholic radio at all on Sirius XM, but um, we featured Lino Ruli on the front. Uh, he's the Catholic guy, and I met him many years ago when I went on a pilgrimage to Rome with him. I had been uh, listening to his show for several years before that, and it was just an amazing experience. And we've stayed in contact. I've done a, uh, a project with him. So um, I had wanted to feature some men who've made a difference in the Catholic church and made a difference with people's faith 
and who have influenced people to come back to the faith or to strengthen their faith. And I, and I knew he was the perfect person. So um, I, I did an interview with him. So he's, he's in our summer issue there. But we also have articles on, I mean, everything from abortion to adoption to, you know, just in general, building a culture of life. We have education articles. We have uh, personal interest, hu you know, human interest articles on, you know, anything from uh, contraception to elderly care. We've had women who's done some elderly care and she's she's written a couple articles recently and they're just wonderful it makes you want to go out and and take care of you know some elderly people because she, she's got such a passion for it and we also do educational articles on, you know on miscarriage stillbirth things like that um organ tissue donation um you know anything going on in the news so we really try to have a good balance of articles that can educate, but also impassion people. Yeah. If you're looking on the, on the right side here that I'm, I'm scrolling through, you see all the different, the various topics here, Let's click on here and you could get into those specific topics that you're looking for. Uh, it's a really great website with lots of really good information. Um, There's so many websites out there and, and I just, I, I just really always get very excited when there's a really good one for me to share. Because uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of bad websites as well that are out there. But this is a really good one as I went through it in preparing to talk with you tonight. And just really lots of good stuff. So yeah, we've got great articles. Lots of great articles. Yes, they have a great editor, apparently, right? So, um, so I want I want to keep going um, through a few more things. Um, in some things that you do as a volunteer basis. Uh, so you're a volunteer writer for Human Life International and Catholic Mom and Diocesan. Am I, is that correct? Uh, well, actually, no, I, I, I do actually get paid for Human Life International. Oh, you do? Okay. Okay. <laughs> do. Well, that's good. Uh, but no, I, I started out writing for Catholic Mom. That was part of the Culture of Life Studies program. I was trying to write an article for them every month um, just to get people to know uh, the culture of life studies program. So I try to integrate the CLSP with my Catholic mom article every, every month. And then, yes, I do do, um, their daily reflections for diocesan and, you know, that's on a volunteer basis as well. But, you know, I just feel like it's my calling to try to get people to be closer to God. Ever since I was a little kid, I've loved writing and I, I have a talent for it. So, I just feel like if I can share that with people or inspire them or help them think differently, then I really need to take that opportunity to do so. Yeah, that's great. And it's, it's great that you're able to do something that you're passionate about and obviously good at. Um, and, you know, you do, you do so much uh, here that's helpful to all these organizations. And I hope so. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and so it actually, what you were saying towards the end there, I, I was going to ask you, um, what, what drew you to, to this cause of, of life, this issue, um, you know, what was it, were you always into this, you know, and being a part of this issue, taking your writing talents and taking them to, because you could have written for anything, right. You could have focused on, you know, writing books like Harry Potter kind of thing, right. You, you chose, you chose the focus here. Uh, what, what drew you to that? 
Well, actually, um, I met the Brown family. Judy Brown started American Life League. Um, I met them when I was seven. I was really good friends with one of her daughters. And so I just kind of grew up in the pro-life movement or sort of on the fringes, you know, as much as a little kid can be. And, and just really knowing about it and having a passion for it and understanding it. And my, my undergrad degrees are in psychology and sociology, and I took a completely different path when I graduated college, and I went and got a master's just in liberal studies, and my dream was really to stay home with my children and to teach at a community college, and, and that was going to be what I wanted to do. Then I found that uh, I, I started doing some editing work for the University of Texas when we were living down in Houston, and I thought, wow you know, I really love editing. I'm good at this. And it's something I had always been good at. And then I found out that Judy Brown was hiring and she needed somebody at American Life League. And I thought, this is what I have a passion for. This is what I want. And I just love it. And um, I homeschooled my kids for a long time because I wanted them to have a solid Catholic education. And because I just felt so passionate about just giving them that foundation. So working in the Catholic sector is something, it's just priceless. I, I really wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I think it's always great when you could make a career out of something that you're, you're deeply passionate about, right? That always makes, as, as people say, it's, it's not a job if it's something you love, right? So it sounds like that's, that's what occurred to you, for you. And I think that that's great and uh, really cool. So um, one or two other things. So something that was interesting that I learned about you is that you uh, are involved in some endeavors that Mark Wahlberg, the actor, actor um, is involved in. And uh, he's, he's a very obviously well-known guy. Um, so tell me about your, your, your work with, with his companies. Um, he has a company called Performance Inspired Nutrition, and they sell supplements and some like keto foods and protein bars and protein, like whey protein, you know, things like that. And they needed an editor for some of the things they put out. And it's really only like literally an hour or two a week when they send, you know, a press release or something that they're putting on Facebook, so social media, stuff like that. So I do that as well, but it's kind of neat because, you know, Mark Wahlberg's Catholic and, you know, it's just, just one more fun thing to do. Yeah, for sure. And I, I don't think uh, and many people would say no to doing something like that with someone like him. Cause yes, as you noted, he is, he is a Catholic and um, he has seemingly grown into a better and better Catholic as he got, as he's gotten older. Um, yeah. and, it's, and it's a unique thing being a Hollywood actor. Um, but um, I, I will admit that he's one of my favorites and I'm not, a fan of most, most actors. I like Denzel Washington. He's pretty good too. So yeah, so that's really cool. So what was the, the company, Mark Wahlberg's company performance? Inspired nutrition. Inspired nutrition. Okay. That's very neat. Okay. Um, and then you, you also have done, you've edited a number of books, fiction, nonfiction. Uh, how, how does that process go? I mean, do you, do you follow an author along as they write a chapter at a time and go through it? Or do you, review the book after it's it's written and then you go through it and most of the work that I've done has been for one author in particular I've done several of his books now and and as it started out uh, he was in a book club that I was in in Houston and we became 
friendly. I mean, not necessarily friends, but then I moved and he moved, but he wanted people to read uh, one of his, he had already had one book out and I had gone and bought it, but I hadn't had a chance to read it yet. And he sent a note to everybody and said, you know, does anybody want to read this book? I've sent it to the publisher and, you know, the editor's looking at it now, but, you know, I could use some more eyes on it. So I wrote him back and I said, hey, I don't know if you remember, but I'm an editor and I would love to look at it. And he said, okay, sure. So I looked at it and I gave him a lot of suggestions and I found a lot of errors and he, um, he, I think that's when, maybe that's when he sent it to the editor after that. So, okay. um, or I, I don't remember the timeline for yeah. it, but anyway, and then at some point he sent it back to me and said, Hey, you know, would you, would you look at this again? I said, Oh, um, so as I was waiting for that, I went ahead and read his first book and his challenge to me was, you know, I, that there were three errors in this book that he had written that I guess people had found. He said, see if you can find those three errors. And I thought, cool, I could do that. Yeah. So I wrote him back and, and I, I sent him a message and I said, you know, there's about 130 errors in this book. And he said, what? I said, yeah, I mean, it, it was everything from missing punctuation to misspelled words, uh, you know, like homonym words to, you know, backward quotation marks and, you know, things like that. So, and I, people just, the editor didn't realize. So then meanwhile, for his second book, uh, I guess he decided that since the editor from the first time didn't do so well, he wasn't going to. So when he asked me to look at it, I was looking at it, sort of just reading through it and, and not really giving it too sharp of an editor's eye, because I thought another editor had, you know, his eyes on this. And I'm about halfway through and I said, well, you know, I'm, you know, no offense to the current editor, but what's going on? Because I found lots of errors. And he said, well, I'm not really using one. I said, okay, you need to use an editor. So I became his editor. So I've edited several of his books and he does write, he's written um, a couple compilations, like short stories. And one was an essay book and a couple fiction books. And, and that's really a lot of fun because I don't do a lot of fiction. So it's neat when I can sit there and and do a fiction book you have but you asked how i did it and he he writes the book and then i just go through it and he uh he i don't go through it you know one chapter at a time okay yeah so you read the whole thing so how long so are you able to share the the name of this author in his books is that oh sure his name is brian kenneth swain s-w-a-i-n uh and his books are on amazon and they're they're a lot of fun uh he self-publishes and this newest one is, um, it's probably going to be published maybe in the spring, I think. I'm kind of thinking about the timeline that we're going on. And it's about uh, a terrorist attack on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. But you know, basically I go through and I read it a couple times, give him some suggestions, make some changes, then he goes through and reads them and, you know, we collaborate, go back and forth. So. Yeah. Wow. Now yeah, that's good. That's exciting. That's a, it's a neat thing. I, I have a feeling that if I wrote a book um, I might have 136 errors on the first chapter. Uh, <laughs> so I would definitely need, need a, an editor, editor, of course. So um, that, that's really great. 
uh, really neat stuff. So Susan, uh, it's been really great talking with you. I, I really appreciate it. And I know we, we've talked offline on a number of things and, um, and uh, it's been re- a real pleasure to get to know you and get to know your father. As a matter of fact, I reached out to your father um, yesterday about being um, having my sixth, sixth grader interview him for they have a veterans um, project where they have to interview a veteran. And I, I just asked him if he would, you know, let my son interview him. And he's, he's absolutely so. Yeah, I'm sure he's thrilled. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's such a great guy. So yeah, it's, it's such a, such a neat, uh, neat little world that we, you know, we find, uh, we find common ground and common interests and in the like, and we've got you and I definitely have and I appreciate um, um, all your help and in introducing me your dad and introducing me to a culture of life studies program celebrate life magazine you got to check those out please check out again the video uh, podcast of this episode so you can see all these things and you can learn all about the things that uh that we talked about here and you're welcome to check out performance inspired from mark Wahlberg, any of his his uh his products as well and know that susan has a little bit of a hand in some of that so uh susan thanks for coming on it's been really fantastic talking with you yeah thanks for having me jerry Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, uh, thank all of you for for listening to this episode of Fide's podcast with Susan Ciancio. Please uh, listen to all my podcasts and all the different podcast apps that are out there, YouTube, Rumble, and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on uh, writeamericamedia.com for some of my video podcasts. So uh, thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Say